Salam alaikum, khadilatu. Durantoladek, mengiwa wala, yengi deglu, the fluent show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. And today I have a super exciting episode for you with my very special guest, Kadi Ndoy. And we're going to be talking about languages from the African continent. They're not on everybody's radar. They weren't really on my radar so much and I learned a lot in this conversation. You are absolutely going to love it. Before we kick off, shout out as always to our sponsor. This episode of The Fluent Show is sponsored by Drops, the playful new language app. It's been such a popular sponsor and I want to thank all of you who sent me messages, emails and all sorts of Instagram story tags and stuff telling me that you've given Drops a go. It's wonderful to know that our sponsors really work for you. What is Drops? Drops is a fun, well-designed, very beautiful new language learning app where you're going to be learning words through wordplay, swiping and mnemonic association. It's designed to be used on the phone and it looks absolutely gorgeous. There are over 31 free languages to choose from and Drops is also super productive because its selection of 2000 words will cover over 90% of everyday word usage. What? The languages included on this app go way beyond the usual suspects. Of course, there are English, French, Spanish, Italian, Chinese and many, many more. But also you'll find interesting, unusual languages like Tagalog, Vietnamese, Esperanto, American and British English separate from each other and also Dutch. I've been using Drops myself for weeks. It's become a regular part of my language learning routine. And one feature I really love is the way that it puts a time limit on your app usage. So you can decide, do I want to use it for five or 10 minutes at a time? And it becomes really efficient because these little short sessions leave you wanting more and you come back to work on your next small and powerful language session with Drops. Plus, if it's only five minutes that you need, you're always going to feel ready for it. Drops is definitely one to watch and you can get it on iOS and Android. It's available for free. To try our sponsor Drops, what you need to do is go to the Play Store or App Store, enter Language Drops in the app, and head to, if you're ready, languagedrops.com slash fluentshow. When you want to go deeper, as the Fluent Show listeners get a 40% discount. That's really nice of them. So don't forget to go to languagedrops.com slash fluentshow after your free trial to get a great deal on this award-winning language app. And what else is left for me to say before we jump into the interview? Just to make you aware that it's now just one month until our wonderful online conference, Women in Language, kicks off. And I've actually got one of the speakers on the show today. Caddy is going to be speaking at Women in Language. So if you love what she's saying, she's going to be telling you more about it. To get your ticket, go to womeninlanguage.com. We can't wait to see you there. And the dates, just to remind you, are 7th to 10th of March. It's an online conference, so you can join us from the comfort of your home, from anywhere on the road, 
from your favorite co-working space. We don't care. You'll be there. <laughs> now, on to the interview. Warning, this is a bilingual interview. Don't worry. It's not going to be completely straying away from English. We're speaking English and we're also going to be speaking French. I like to share this with you when I can, especially in the languages where I'm not 100% perfect, which, for example, is my French. What I think it shows is that you don't have to be perfect to communicate. And that is certainly true in our interview today. So have a listen. Don't switch off if you don't speak French because there'll be plenty of English there. And I have worked on providing chapter markers for you. So if your app supports chapters, have a little play around. For example, Overcast app or Think the Podcasts app will do this as well. You can actually jump ahead to the parts that are only English speaking if you really don't want to listen to a language that you don't understand. All the other things are going to be explained in the interview. So let's kick off with Kadi Ndoi. Hello, Kristin. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm very, very excited to have you. I just wrote my description for this episode and the first sentence I wrote was, if your language bucket list is longer than you would like, you're going to hate this episode. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm expecting to come out of this episode with at least one new... Really intriguing language that I'm going to want to add to my list of already too many languages. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk about African languages. And as a note to our listeners, Caddy is bilingual, or in fact, you're pretty much trilingual now in English, French, and Wolof. Now, I don't know a word of Wolof, but my French is. Is, is acceptable. So as we do so often when I can is we're bringing you a bilingual episode and an interview and you know conversation bilingue. So if you're not an experienced French learner, you might have some parts of this interview that you just don't understand. But don't worry, it, it's kind of meant to be not uncomfortable, but it's meant to we're learning languages, we're all used to that feeling of I haven't got a clue what's going on. So it's fairly normal and we might as well bring you the live feeling of hearing something when not, maybe not always understanding everything. So if you're a French learner, you're going to absolutely love this. If you don't know any French, don't worry. Trust that we will come back to English again and again. So we're going to switch back into English and the interview is still going to be really interesting for you. So, Carrie, commençons en français Super. D'accord, d'accord. Alors, tu es ambassadeur, tu es représentante euh, des, des langues africaines. C'est quoi pour toi les langues africaines Alors, les langues africaines, c'est déjà un ensemble de langues de plus de 3000 langues. Donc, je pense que ça fait partie euh, du continent. C'est un continent en Afrique où il y a le plus de langues parlées. Euh, et euh, donc, je suis ambassadrice pour ces langues africaines. Donc, ça veut dire que je fais la promotion de ces langues africaines. J'en parle durant des conférences, des séminaires ou aussi euh, avec des ateliers. Mmh, et combien de langues africaines est-ce qu'il y a Cinq, Trois, six, six. 3000 environ. On n'a pas de chiffres. Il n'y a pas de chiffres exacts parce qu'il y a certaines tribus 
en Afrique euh, où c'est euh, encore difficile, on ne connaît pas. Mais pour l'instant, il y a eu 3000 langues recensées. Donc 3000 langues, ça inclut les langues et les dialectes en même temps. Wow. Alors, en anglais, Cathy just said there are 3000 hein? 3000 languages spoken in the Africa or, or coming from the African continent. So that's insanely a very, very large number. Caddy, which are the top five sort of that everybody should know about? Uh, so, first of all, if I tell you something, Akuna Matata, I think I'm pretty sure <laughs> that a lot of people have heard about this word before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Akuna Matata from The Lion King is basically Swahili which is, I will say, um, one of the most well-known and spoken language in East Africa, mm -hmm. um, with more than 150 million um, speakers. Wow. In Africa, so, and it's official language of Rwanda and other many, uh, Kenya, Tanzania, and other countries, and also used like for and business, so it's a very useful language. Mm -hmm. um, we do also have, so um, on this one, like a lot of people me, will not agree with me because basically Arabic was not, the birth of Arabic was not in the African continent, but is one of the most uh, important language in, yes. in Africa with more than 4,000 4, million speakers. Uh, we, but it's mainly in North of the continent, so we have Tunisia, Algeria, uh, Chad, Mauritania, um, we have the 24 countries mm -hmm. into it, and uh, we have also Aousa and Igbo, which are mainly spoken in Nigeria, uh, with um, 40 million for Aousa speakers and 20 million for Igbo. Same thing for Yoruba with 30 million speakers. And Oromo, with 30 million speakers too. So that's in Nigeria alone? Yeah, so in Nigeria we have, not really in Nigeria, you have like also the neighboring countries. So you have, for example, um, Benin, uh, Ivory Coast. You also have Cameroon, where they have also Aousa people. So Aousa is a language, but most of the language in Africa are related to the language, but also to the name of the tribe or, um, but yeah, mostly have the name of the tribe. So you have Aousa people or Aousa language, you have Igbo people or Igbo language, and you have Yoruba, and they're mainly spoken in Nigeria, plus and the neighboring countries. Uh, is it possible to understand one from the other? Um, no, they're very, sim they're very different. Ah. Like Aousa, Igbo, yeah. Some words like you, you might be able to understand, but there are three different languages for three different tribes. Mm -hmm. Alors, euh, ces langues ne sont pas trop connues dans le monde anglophone, je crois. Alors pour moi, mm -hmm. je pourrais, je, moi je m'intéresse beaucoup aux langues, mais je pourrais peut-être te dire, ah ouais, Swahili, Xhosa, Ibo, Yoruba. Euh, quelque chose d'autre. Je pourrais pas nommer même 15 langues africaines, je crois. Euh, mm -hmm. Alors, je, je m'expose un peu, mais, mais ça, c'est la vérité. Euh, Crois-tu qu'il qu est encore important 
pour le, la, le reste du monde euh, d'apprendre des, des langues africaines, de savoir des, des langues africaines Ah oui, euh, parce que euh, premièrement, en ce moment, le continent africain, après le film euh, Black Panthers, euh, devient un, un endroit touristique. De, de plus en plus de personnes vont en Afrique pour visiter euh, certains pays. De plus en plus de personnes immigrent en Afrique pour y travailler, trouver du travail. Mmh. Et c'est vrai qu'il euh, est important aussi de... Même si ils ont des langues... Certaines de ces langues sont officielles, comme par exemple le Swahili, le Zulu, euh, le, Sha le Shona en Afrique du Sud, qui sont des langues officielles euh, dans les pays, donc qui sont aussi des langues administratives. Mais, par exemple, si on prend le cas euh, de mon pays euh, natal, euh, mon pays... Euh, de mes, de mes origines, le Sénégal, même si le français est la langue, on va dire, officielle, officieusement, euh, la majorité, on va dire 98% de la population, parle au moins le Wolof. Donc, c'est quelque chose qui est très important lorsqu'on va nouer des liens avec, avec des gens, euh, lorsqu'on souhaite aussi euh, euh, en savoir plus sur la culture des gens, sur la culture du pays comprendre les informations parce qu'on a beaucoup d'informations et de, de euh, des news et des médias qui sont en, en wolof mm -hmm. même si la presse écrite est en français et c'est la, la même chose par exemple euh, que ce soit au Maroc que ce soit en Algérie donc même si ce sont ces pays là ont le, le français euh, comme langue officielle et généralement aussi l'arabe ils ont aussi leur propre dialecte qui est aussi important pour dialoguer avec les populations Mmh. Et est-ce qu'il y a une, un endroit dans, dans le monde, dans le monde anglophone ou francophone, euh, hors de, de l'Afrique, où on pourrait euh, routinement, tu sais, mmh. euh, apprendre des, des langues africaines Oui, alors euh, une grande partie de la diaspora africaine se trouve... Euh, en Europe, donc on a par exemple euh, des très grosses communautés, par exemple nigériennes en mm -hmm. Angleterre, ouais. euh, beaucoup. Donc euh, il y a de plus en plus d'événements qui sont qui sont faits autour de, de cela, des communautés euh, africaines aussi en France, euh, sénégalaises, maliennes, mais aussi dans d'autres pays européens comme en Suède, beaucoup de Somaliens. Euh, donc chaque pays européen a ses particularités et ses différentes euh, et, euh, euh, immigrants comme par exemple aussi le Pays-Bas où il y a beaucoup, une grosse population marocaine mais aussi en Amérique du Nord où moi j'habite, donc euh, je suis à Toronto et il y a une très grosse communauté euh, somalienne, éthiopienne il y a même des, euh, des enseignes euh, des boutiques qui sont exclusivement écrites en euh, am, 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 Amharic Mm -hmm. euh, qui est une langue aussi parlée euh, en Éthiopie mm -hmm. par plus de 150 millions. Il euh, y a une grosse communauté euh, Oromo, il y a des communautés nigériennes, des communautés euh, plus, par exemple, de l'Afrique francophone qui se trouvent au Québec et des, des petites poches dans, dans, et, euh, au Canada, mais aussi euh, aux États-Unis des très très grandes populations euh, africaines qui sont qui sont dans le pays donc il y a cette possibilité que ce soit aussi en Asie où j'ai vécu en Chine donc un peu partout euh, dans le monde il y a il y a il y a des possibilités en fait de trouver euh, 
des personnes qui apprennent la langue africaine qu'on souhaite apprendre et discuter avec eux. Mmh. Alors, euh, tu, tu m'as parlé de la diaspora. You were talking about the diaspora of, of African immigrants in the world, in Europe, and very true that here in the UK, it's funny, now I live in much nearer to London, than I used to. And I see and meet much, much more people who have roots in Nigeria and who have roots in Ghana. So lots of Brits with African roots. And when I talk to them about languages, many mentioned to me that, you know, they're English native speakers, they're Brits, that they didn't learn their parents' language when they were small. And they're curious about it, but they don't really know where to look, how to start. Uh, many only understand the spoken language and it's usually it's it's often yoruba or ipo and how how can somebody like that sort of go back to go back to their roots if they want to do that and and start learning another language do they learn offline around their community do they go online how does it all work well it's becoming easier and easier with the with the internet I will say, and I can really pretty much relate to that because I used to be in the same uh, framework and um, I was born in Paris and uh, with um, Senegalese background, right? And my parents basically told me how to speak the language, but I was not able to read or enable to write the language because mm -hmm. most of the African languages don't have a written system. But also the fact is that um, it was extremely difficult for my parents to find books, to find resources in the native language for mm -hmm. me to learn the language. So um, a lot of like um, people from the diaspora, they were born maybe hearing the language, but when they grew up and they do not uh, stay with basically their... Um, communities they might lost the language so it's extremely important and i think now if for people who want to go back to their roots first of all i think internet will become their their best friend um with the technology there are more and more apps out there where you can find and learn african languages which i think is 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 great finally like people get more interested about languages And I've uh, created a Facebook page in 2015 named um, La Polyglot, where I share content, apps, and technology news about African languages. Um, so they can find resources either on my Facebook page. Um, I'm also relaunching my website for the Black History Month, so there will be a resources available for them but basically will be i would suggest them to go online mm -hmm. um now you can also find also tutoring because i also teach wolof online now but i'm pretty sure that there are tutors who teach uh those languages and like some libraries to carry like um books and resources about african languages And is there a website or is there sort of a, a set of website where you would you would send everybody or does it depend on which language you're, you, you're, you're focusing on? 
it depends on which language you're focusing on. So mm-hmm. let's say, and I will go even deeper into that. Is like depends. Let's say you want to learn like um, the the dialect of. Let's say let's talk about two languages. We'll talk first of all in Arabic. So Arabic have different dialects, right? Yeah. You want to learn the Moroccan dialect. So most of it you will find resources online, but because most of them have been created from native people. People who have been there, there will be mainly in French. So if you do do not speak French, it will be harder for you to find resources in English to learn this language. Same thing for my um, for for Wolof, which is I think is uh, is pretty different. But most of the resources that you will find in African languages will depend on which is the official language of the country. If you want to learn like uh, Creole. Uh, Portuguese from for Capo Verde. Yeah, most of the resources will be in Portuguese. You won't find resources in English to learn um, Portuguese Creole from mm-hmm. Capo Verde or from Angola. So it's my role and my gap with my the thing is that now trying to fill the gap and helping people to find the right resources online because it could be pretty confusing and time consuming too. Hmm. Hmm. Et euh, combien de, de ressources, combien de, de sites internet euh, se trouvent seulement si on parle le français Parce que le français, c'est, c'est partout Paris en Afrique c'est, Non, pas alors, partout. Alors, mm-hmm, très bien. Alors, le français est, est parlé majoritairement en Afrique du Nord, l'Afrique de l'Ouest. Mm-hmm. Donc, une vingtaine de pays euh, dont le français est langue officielle. Bon. Pour ces, re- pour ces pays-là, c'est clair que, par exemple, euh, le Assimil fait des bons bouquins pour apprendre euh, ces langues-là. Mm-hmm. Le Wolof, le Bambara euh, et, et d'autres langues aussi qui sont parlées dans l'Afrique francophone. Pour tout ce qui est l'Afrique anglophone, il euh, y a des bouquins qui aussi qui sont en anglais et qui donne beaucoup plus de ressources pour apprendre ces, ces langues-là. Mais tout dépend si la personne est beaucoup plus euh, audio, visuel. Euh, donc, je, tout dépend de, du goût de la personne. Mais malheureusement, je pense que le média qui a le moins d'informations, mm-hmm. c'est vraiment YouTube. YouTube, on peut trouver beaucoup d'informations sur euh, la géographie et des leçons de base. Mm-hmm. Mais... Mais après ça, si on veut vraiment pour avoir une conversation, le, le plus simple, ça serait soit d'acheter un bouquin, un livre audio, ou soit de prendre des cours avec une personne en ligne. Ou d'aller dans un centre, euh, dans la communautaire, pour apprendre cette langue. Mmh. Ah, ça, c'est, c'est très intéressant de, concernant ces langues, parce que je crois, oh, j'ai, j'ai le sentiment que... <coughs> Dans le, euh, le monde, comment nous appelons ça, le, en Europe et en, Amé- en, en Amérique euh, et au Canada, il n'y a pas beaucoup de, d'intérêt commercial en, mm-hmm. euh, pour enseigner, pour, pour euh, donner ces langues. Euh, mm-hmm. Par exemple, beaucoup des, des apps n'ont non, non pas euh, en général beaucoup des, des langues africaines et mmh. tu me dis il y a un grand 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 nombre et, et 
bon, je, pour moi, à, à l'école, euh, à l'université, euh, même à, à, la, à la librairie, j'ai jamais mm, vu beaucoup d'opportunités de euh, d'apprendre ces langues. Alors c'est pour moi, j'ai le sentiment c'est un problème de visibilité. Il y a, je suis tout à fait d'accord, je pense qu'il y a deux problèmes. Le pro premier problème, c'est un problème de visibilité, où euh, euh, premièrement, ces langues euh, ne sont pas des langues commerciales, elles ne sont pas nécessaires pour faire des affaires. Euh, donc, c'est clair que beaucoup peu euh, et beaucoup d'éditeurs ne souhaitent pas euh, vraiment investir dans ces langues-là. Mais en même temps, euh, dans les grandes villes euh, cosmopolites, New York, Toronto, Londres, Pékin, mm -hmm. Sao Paulo, mm -hmm. euh, Mexico City, il y a de plus en plus de, de possibilités d'avoir des ressources. Je pense que dans les villes ou dans les pays, surtout dans les villes où euh, la population est cosmopolite et vient de plusieurs origines, euh, les gouvernements font un effort pour euh, offrir euh, des cours euh, je vais prendre l'exemple du Canada par exemple ici. Euh, beaucoup d'enfants peuvent avoir euh, accès à des cours à, après les cours pour apprendre leur langue euh, natale. Euh, euh, au Canada, en ce moment, on peut apprendre plus de 90 langues mm -hmm. pour les gens, pour les enfants et euh, les adolescents. Euh, New York, euh, je pense, euh, regorge à la, à la bibliothèque avec le plus de ressources concernant les langues africaines, juste après euh, Londres. Mm -hmm. wow. Donc je pense que tout, euh, les grandes villes où il y a une population qui vient de plusieurs pays et majoritairement de l'Afrique euh, donnent des ressources euh, sur, sur les langues africaines. Par contre, il faut les chercher. Ce ne sont pas des informations qu'on qu va donner facilement. Il faut faire des recherches en fait dessus. Mm -hmm. Alors, pour motiver nos, mm -hmm. mes écouteurs, nos, nos écouteurs, nos, nos écouteurs, um, <laughs> French. So, for, to motivate our listeners, if someone has, most likely, you're going to meet a polyglot in the, for lack of a better word, Western world, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and they tend to have a bucket list that sort of reads a little bit like Swedish, Italian, Spanish, uh, Icelandic, and then maybe if they're adventurous, it might be like Chinese or Japanese, you know, like maybe, but, but it, it tends to be then one region of the world. And I've not really met many folks who really have a clear bucket list item that goes Swahili. I have spoken to Lindy Buetes, who does speak a little bit, and I know that Lydia Mahova has studied Swahili, but even there, it's it's not really on the radar so much. And I look at my own bucket list, again, I'm thinking there's, nope, no, not that I have, you know, it's, it's a fairly, it's a fairly clueless one, but there isn't really anything, there's enough, there's not really enough to get me really really curious so what would you tell someone who loves learning languages about why african languages or one of the at least one of the most spoken african languages just has to be on their bucket list what makes them really cool well 
Well, I would love to say Wolof. <laughs> Go for it. Why not? <laughs> But I have to be like fair to people. Well, I, I would say two things. Um, first of all, is depending on where, like, I would frankly encourage people to learn African languages if they're planning to visit one country in Africa, like within six months, one year, two years. That will be the best investment for them and easier for them to communicate with the locals. So um, if someone is planning to go to Morocco or to Senegal or to Mali, just investigate which language besides French or like the um, MSA Arabic, whatever, um, which is the most spoken language in the region where the, the people are, are, are heading. So that would be my first advice. The second one, um, I think nowadays for people who want to learn one African language, which is uh, similar to the easier for European people to learn, it will be Swahili. First of all, because there are some tons of tons of resources, media online, it's easier to find um, teachers to tutors, centers where to, to learn Swahili. So that will be my the first bet I will say. But I think the the, the language which have the most spoken um, speakers are the easiest one to learn because they have pretty much good resources to uh, to navigate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it could be Swahili, it could be Aosa, Hamharic, uh, it could be Yoruba, Oromo, uh, Shona, Zulu. Wolof is in the list too, uh, Bambara. So I think um, language that has more than, let's say, 15 million speakers is pretty easy to find resources. If they have less, then it will be harder to find mm-hmm. resources. And you mentioned that Swahili is probably the easiest for um, people who speak European languages. Why is that? Because they have the same, they're using the same um, alphabet. Um, uh, if we take, for example, Amharic or Oromo, they use a semantic uh, alphabet, which wow. is very different from uh, the Roman alphabet or mm-hmm. the alphabet that we learn. But Swahili is composed with the um, European uh, Romance letters, so it's, it's pretty easy. Um, the pronunciation is easy to comparing, for example, to uh, Zosa, mm-hmm. which is like one of the language of the Black Panthers, where is the click sound, right? And this is like really tricky. Even oh. me, myself, I've tried and I cannot do it. <laughs> But, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so complicated. Um, so yeah, and if people like if they're like very like hardcore uh, polyglot I will say like they should like challenge themselves and learn like Zosa, Shona, Zulu, Arharic like the more complex languages. Mm-hmm. But yeah my first bet will say will be like for Swahili. So certainly we've given two big reasons, which are you number one to challenge yourself, and because you know mm-hmm. you're a polyglot, so you know exactly. have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other big reason could be that you're traveling to an African country, or you might be near an an African community. Now, mm-hmm. 
often it, you may not even you, you have to go and really ask people what language they speak um and i've i've done that <laughs> sort of in the you know in the in the train just go like hey what language do you speak <laughs> <laughs> and they say Ippo and I'm like teach me some <laughs> which is I've, I've, I've forgotten but she told me the words for breakfast lunch and dinner and they all start with mm, I remember that but I can't remember what they actually were one is Ndele I think <laughs> so that just in case I am I'm ever lost in um, that particular part of Nigeria I might be able to muddle through Mm-hmm. But that is the other thing, though, isn't it? You don't even you really have to know more about your local community in order to in order to get a sense of what language they speak and what culture is is strong there. Definitely, and and also when you speak about local communities, it's like then when you create the bound, um, is much more easier like to get invited to um, to parties, to celebrations, and then you even leave deeper on like the language and uh, the culture but they because they are linked together you don't speak just the language but you also leave and right like the it's great to also learn about the culture and the language and the people and why they speak the language how this is for me is uh is very fascinating mm, yes Now, Lindsay and I often say when people look for language partners and look for people locally who might become a language partner, you have to bear in mind that you can't approach people expecting them to, you know, perform this as a service to you. You kind of, you have to be, you have to have a good vibe of people first. But if you don't find that too difficult to be, you know, a, a nice person in general and find a nice person, then it, it really pays to be curious about what's in your friend's background in that sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. Alors, toi, tu, toi-même, euh, dans ta vie quotidienne, est-ce que tu parles beaucoup des, des autres langues, euh, à part d'anglais, à part de français euh, Ben oui, alors, euh, euh, à Toronto, oui. Moi, je suis, euh, ça fait un peu presque six ans maintenant que je suis à Toronto. Et euh, ça fait cinq ans que j'habite dans le quartier portugais. Oh. Donc, euh, j'achète mon pain, je, mes voisins, je parle en portugais. Euh, ça m'a aidé à apprendre le port, beaucoup de portugais, m'immerser mm -hmm. dans, dans, dans ce quartier-là. C'est mon quartier préféré. Je, je ne quitte pas ce quartier. J'adore beaucoup. Euh, J'ai créé des liens, comme je disais, mm -hmm. avec la communauté. Euh, non seulement parce qu'il y a un mélange, il y a beaucoup de Portugais, mais il y a aussi quelques Brésiliens, des Angolais. Donc, euh, j'apprends beaucoup sur les différentes manières de parler le Portugais au Portugal versus le Portugais au Brésil versus le Portugais en Angola. Donc, j'aime beaucoup ça. Euh, le français avec mes amis francophones ici, l'anglais pour le travail, mais aussi le, le mandarin parce que je travaille dans une école euh, avec des enfants immigrés qui viennent euh, principalement de Chine et qui viennent dans cette école pour euh, euh, apprendre la culture et comment se, mieux se comporter, s'adapter au, au système éducatif canadien. Mm -hmm. Donc, euh, je travaille aussi sur mon mandarin, surtout à l'école. Et euh, le Wolof avec la famille, avec ma grand-mère, avec mes parents. 
les matins avant de partir au travail et euh, je continue aussi un petit peu le, le Swahili. Mm -hmm. J'aimerais vraiment le, le, le parler plus, trouver plus de temps pour, pour le parler et, euh, et j'aimerais aussi beaucoup euh, chercher des communautés à, à Toronto où je puisse euh, apprendre l'arabe mais c'est compliqué en ce moment. C'est mon, on va dire, c'est mon seul but de 2019. Mm -hmm. <rire> de trouver des, des communautés arabes, arabes, oui. arabophones, hein? Les arabophones, <rire> exactement. Ah, ah et alors, c'était une vie vraiment polyglotte, ta vie. Oui, exactement. Ah, je suis, I, I love it. Je suis, um, comment est-ce que je dis? I, I, I am very alors, il me faudrait savoir que dire en anglais. Hein? <laughs> um, I'm very, I'm very in awe of this. I'm very impressed. You know, when, when people, when we really have the opportunity, and you use the opportunity to use your languages, so many of them in your daily life, it's something I fall short on. I think quite, quite frequently. Hmm. Yeah, I think for me is the. It's the best way to uh, to maintain those languages too. I mm -hmm. think I'm definitely able to maintain French and English because French and English are the official language of Canada. But no, it's not the case for Wolof, not the case for Portuguese, Mandarin, and Swahili. So I have to create those opportunities for me to still be able to learn the languages and to speak it. And mm -hmm. if if I don't speak it, I will forget it. That will be that will be for sure. So yeah. There is there is an aspect of design your life in this really you have to you have to work on this this type of polyglot opportunity around you to really use it. Yeah, yeah definitely and it is I will say is uh, much more easier when you live in a, in a very big um, cities mm -hmm. or uh, like Toronto for example where it is pretty much easy to find ways and to, to speak. You have meetup groups, you have so many like meetups here too where you can speak um, different languages. And also meeting with people and um, neighbors and learn about different cultures. But I really love it. Mm. And then that way, do you let your environment guide you in terms of the language choices? So you think in, um, for example, um, I live in an I live in an area of England where well everybody speaks English, and um, but now I would have more opportunities to perhaps find you know find a, a a community from Ghana or a community from Nigeria. I know my local bakery guy is Italian, and so so there's there's opportunities there, and so in a way I could respond to my environment. Um, but but the language I'm really learning is Welsh, <laughs> which nobody yeah. speaks in this part of English in, in England, except when I really, really look for people. Um, so mm. I have to work on it. But I could make my life easier in a way by going, do you know what? I'm just going to learn Italian because there's the Italian man who I can talk to. Yeah, I know in the sense that if you're really into a language, I think that you have to create those opportunities and not that you... Um, <clears throat> moved by your own environment. I think is um, it all depends on what is your objective. If you really and you really like 
a specific languages and you don't find it, I think、um, you have to make the time to find people、mm-hmm. um, with who you can speak the language. But if you like, okay, I'm open. Like for me, like I purposely moved to Little Portugal here because I could live in Little India and a, a different neighborhood in、um, Little Italy, which is not far from me. But I purposely moved to Little Portugal because I was like, I want, I want to immerse myself to, into like the Portuguese language, the Portuguese culture, the prison culture, the Angolese culture. So I moved here and then I'm. I met other people. I think that if one day I really want to learn Swahili, or I will create and if, like I will find time to to go maybe somewhere else for an hour or two to talk with people, or find someone who do live close to me who speaks Swahili, and then I can have a coffee with them or Skype conversation. So.、Mm-hmm. Alors nous nous parlons déjà des méthodes comme comme comment apprendre des langues naturellement. Exactement. <rire> et, et est-ce que tu as une méthode, un système préféré pour apprendre des des nouveaux langues Alors un système préféré. Oh là là, ça c'est une question. Je pense que c'est la question la plus difficile pour quelqu'un qui parle plusieurs langues.、Euh, parce que Dans mon cas, moi, je fais la, combina- la combinaison de plusieurs、euh, méthodes, donc les méthodes écrites. J'aime beaucoup le teach yourself, le assimile, parce que c'est en français, donc pour moi, c'est plus simple d'apprendre une nouvelle langue、euh, à partir du français.、Euh, mais j'aime aussi、euh, quand je suis dans le dans le bus, quand je suis dans le métro,、euh, faire des applications. À regarder les mots et après、euh, écouter、euh, de la musique dans le dans la langue que j'apprends les informations、mm-hmm. donc je pense que je fais beaucoup de, de combinaisons mais ce qui marche le mieux pour moi c'est vraiment parler avec les locaux et、euh, le système de flashcards qui active ma mémorisation、mm-hmm. Hmm. Alors, je voudrais te、euh, te demander, est-ce que tu pourrais、euh, recommander des des sources, des groupes, des des chanteurs、euh, pour pour les gens qui voudraient entendre de la musique en langue africaine oh, oh mon dieu Alors, il y en a il、euh, y en a beaucoup. Alors, ça dépend de De quelle langue Donc par exemple, si je vais prendre ma ma langue natale pour le Wolof,、euh, je vais dire、euh, Yusundo,、oh. qui est vraiment l'artiste le le plus connu.、Euh... Mmh, euh, le, le, avec Nene Cherry, hein, dans les années. Oui oui oui. Yeah, je, je me souviens. Ah, j'aime bien cette chanson. Il、yeah. um, euh, après, je veux dire pour la. La musique,、euh, la musique malienne est très très bonne、euh, en Afrique de l'Est. Les Maliens sont très très forts、mmh. avec Oumu,、euh, Oumu Sangare, Salif Keita, Fatoumata Diawara.、Euh, je pense que moi je recommanderais beaucoup euh, euh, la musique en fait、euh, du Mali 
Mmh. Si tu voudrais écouter un petit peu à quoi ressemble euh, la musique euh, d'Afrique de l'Ouest, ils ont beaucoup plus euh, de chanteurs. Après, euh, la musique de l'Afrique de, de l'Est, alors là aussi ça, ça varie avec euh, les différents, euh, différents pays. Mais après, il y a beaucoup de musique, par exemple, euh, sur l'Afrique de l'Ouest, sur tout ce qui est euh, nigérien, tout ce qui est Afrobeat. Mm -hmm. Oh, euh, Afrobeat Il y a beaucoup de, de chanteurs. Euh, Davido, par exemple, qui est très connu, mais qui chante beaucoup plus en anglais. Euh, il y a tellement d'artistes. Euh, moi, je ne suis pas trop... Ça, c'est vraiment la nouvelle génération. Mais après, il y a d'autres... Euh, il y a d'autres euh, chanteurs, il y en a tellement en fait. Qui me... Moi, j'écoute beaucoup plus de la musique euh, de l'Afrique de l'Ouest que de l'Afrique de l'Est, mais il y a tellement, 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 tellement d'artistes. Euh... Là, en tête, euh, j'ai pas tous les noms, mais euh, il y en a vraiment de. Par exemple, euh... ah oui, par exemple, la rumba congolaise aussi. Donc, il y a beaucoup le lingala. Mm -hmm. Et euh, une musique est une langue très chantante. Et il euh, y a beaucoup de chanteurs euh, qui chantent en lingala. Mm -hmm. Et c'est une très, très belle langue. Une très, très belle langue. Donc, il y avait, par exemple, euh, Papa Wemba, Kofi et Olimide, qui font partie de l'ancienne génération. La nouvelle génération, il y a peut-être Fali, euh, Ipupa. Il euh, y a quelques, quelques petites musiques de Maître Gisme qui sont en Ingala. Mm -hmm. Mais la musique congolaise, euh, malienne, que je connais, nigérienne, excellent. Euh, de très bonne musique. Après, je pense que chaque, euh, chaque pays a ses euh, spécificités. Je connais d'autres chanteurs africains, mais qui chantent plus en anglais, ou qui chantent en portugais, ou qui chantent euh, 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 en, en arabe. Donc... Euh, tout, tout dépend de, de, en fait, de ce qu'on recherche. Mais mmh. la, la musique africaine est extrêmement vaste, extrêmement variée. Mmh. Ça change d'un pays à un autre. C'est vraiment... Je pense que c'est ça le, ouais, la magie. C'est vraiment les, la musique africaine. La musique africaine, c'est vraiment très envoûtant. Mmh. Mmh. Bah, D'accord. C'est un peu comme, comme demander euh, c'est comment la musique euh, européenne. <rire> Exactement. Oh, Exactement. Quand... C'est ouais, tout et c'est rien et c'est tout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we've spoken about African music or, or your favorite music. Not we're not covering. We're not going to cover all of uh, this enormous continent in in even a small recommendation. Sort of your favorites. And are there any TV shows or shows that people can look out for to to hear this or perhaps get a little bit of an insight? Ooh, alors, je, yes, so I will definitely say that um, local TV channels are pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, ORTM for Mali, uh, TFM for Senegal. Um, every country has their own local or main TV channel where you can listen or hear uh, news in their native language. Oh, so you can simply Google something like... Senegal 
um, yeah. Television TV. National, something like yeah, that. Yeah, single TV, uh, Kenya TV, Mali mm. uh, TV, and then you will see like different, all different channels on YouTube. Most of them are on YouTube too, which is uh, pretty good. Excellent. So that's what we that's what we're going to be looking for, I think. And outside of the news, is there like a soap opera that that people watch or something like oh, this? Oh yes. So <laughs> we have okay. So every so it started, I think, ten years ago with the Nollywood, Nollywood? Uh, series, uh, where mm. it's extremely famous in Africa and outside of Africa. But now every country has their own like soap operas. Um, and for me, it is great because it helped me to keep up with the language. For example, for Wolof, I watch um, Pas de Marichou, which is like the big series in, um, in Senegal. <laughs> uh, and each country, like Ivory Coast, Mali, uh, Nigeria, obviously, uh, but Algeria, Tunisia, all of them almost have their own Obsebran, which is great. I don't have the time to watch all of them. <laughs> I wish I could get paid to only watch soap opera because they're so funny. But yeah, all of them, like, they have, like, their own thing. But it started mainly with uh, with Nigeria, and they're very good with that. Mm-hmm. Nigeria so- is very good with Nollywood, and, and, and soap opera is so funny. Mm, so Nigerian Hollywood, Nollywood. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a great place to start. Oh yeah, definitely. And most of uh which is good is like you can most of them are in English and you have some in like the native um languages, but most of them are in English. Mm. Wonderful. So it's good. So to summarize roughly what we have today just in terms of African languages is so, so, inter- so interesting. Uh, très, très, très intéressant. Um, if you are wanting to learn one of the more spoken languages, perhaps you might want to look at Swahili, Arabic, controversial, but Kadi says Arabic is African too. Hosa, um, Ibo, Yoruba, Oromo, Zulu, Wolof or Amharic. Those are sort of our top seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, c'est vrai, yeah. It's like is is like as I said, like most if there are like more than fifteen million speakers, I think is like is considered as a big language. Like another one would be Kenya Rwanda, which is spoken in Rwanda, right? Ah. It have uh, I think fifteen million people. Native speakers too, which mm-hmm. is also now a very um, useful language to know and very popular because uh, Rwanda is one of the more advanced African country in terms of technology, startup, and economy. It's very good, so a lot of people within Africa are moving to Rwanda. Right? So, depending really of um, what people are willing to learn, but when their language, is, which the language, if the language is spoken more than, have more than, has more than like 15 million speakers, is a big language. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot, it's a lot of language. 
absolutely absolutely that's very i don't know it's so true and and the best advice that that i've learned from today is you can't just say i want to learn an african language which one shall i do it's it's better to really think about which country or which area of africa you are interested in so for example if it's east africa that that you would like to learn more about then swahili is a good language but if you're interested in in nigeria then swahili won't help you as much that's right definitely yes mm-hmm so don't just say African language, give me what you got, because there's, <laughs> there's too many and too much variety. So instead, look at the map first. And um, I'm going to find a good map as well and put it in the show notes so that listeners, you can see um, what's what's going on in Africa. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is also is also saying the same thing like, oh, uh, saying Africa as a country. Africa is a continent with like 54 countries. So... They have been more than 3,000 languages. So, yeah, there are like is a huge catalog and you have to to find which one or which ones you like the most. Oh, fantastic. I think here on the podcast, we should definitely do a few future episodes to at least cover maybe just a few of them. We have to narrow it down. Si on, si on dit seulement, ah, nous parlons des langues africaines, um, il n'y a pas du, assez de temps. Non. Non, c'est comme dire, je parle les langues européennes. Mmh. <rire> Tous les langues européennes. Oui. Les grands, les petits. Um, alors, euh, si, si, une, si une personne, si un écouteur euh, s'intéresse maintenant à aucune langue, euh, tu pourrais, oh, il pourrait euh, s'informer plus sur la polyglotte au Facebook. C'est ta, mmh. ton, ton site Facebook, ton page Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. Et j'ai trouvé aussi Omniglot très, très utile pour, um, pour des informations um, générales concernant les langues africaines. Oui, exactement, exactement. Donc, euh, ben moi, c'est le quand je, il y a plusieurs années, j'utilisais ce site-là pour, euh, ben pour en savoir plus sur, sur mes origines, sur d'où je viens, etc. Donc, ça, je recommande beaucoup. Mais on a beaucoup de questions. Euh, N'hésitez pas, si vous avez des questions, à venir me poser des questions sur... Euh, quel, voilà, je suis intéressée par là, quelle langue je pourrais apprendre et euh, on a une base de, de locuteurs assez importante donc on redirige aussi mm -hmm. beaucoup des gens sur euh, des langues beaucoup plus rares ou euh, euh, trouver des euh, personnes avec qui parler. Mm, D'accord. So, listeners, if, if you didn't understand the French bits and you're still listening, first of all, woo, congratulations, you're doing fantastic. Bravo, bravo. Bravo <laughs> and you can find Caddy on her Facebook page, which is La Polyglotte, and on Caddy's profile and also in the show notes. I'm going to be sharing all of her social media links so that you can find her in the usual place. And the show notes for this episode are going to be at fluent.show slash 122 because this is episode 122, where you will be able to find out more about Caddy and you will be getting lots of links, etc. And the first places to look really, La Polyglotte and Omniglotte. Those are good resources to start to start somewhere and then just dive in. Caddy, je te remercie beaucoup. Thank you so, so much. And the way I say goodbye on this podcast is always um, there's, a, there's a goodbye from me and then there is a goodbye from my guest and you can do it dans aucune langue que tu choisis. Uh -huh. So okay. it's goodbye 
from me for the Fluent Show. Goodbye and goodbye from Kari Ndoye. Bechikanam, which is in Wolof. Like, see you later. Oh, Bye. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. Don't forget that you can send us your comments and questions to be answered on the show to Kirsten, that's K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk or you can find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you. We read every message. Don't forget to review us. See you next week.